in Parashat Karach, Moshe becomes very angry with his opponents who are criticizing him and maligning him. Moshe was much angered. Don't pay attention to their offering. And Moshe defends his conduct, his Erlachkeit. He says, I have not taken a single donkey from them. And I have not hurt any of them. I did not do bad to any of them. The truth is, there were actually those who did suspect Moshe of dishonesty. Shmos Rabbah, Parshas Pekudeh. Parsha begins with Moshe giving an accounting of where the gold went, where the silver went. So the Midrash explains, Moshe, Moshe said, I'm going to provide a report, I'm going to show an accounting of where all, the, where all the stuff I collected for the Mishkan went. Why did Moshe do that? So the, so the, the Gemara said, the Midrash says that why did Moshe say I'll make a cheshbon? Because the Litzani Yisrael, the, the cynics, the, the scoffers, they were muttering about Moshe. It says, it says in Parshas uh, Kisisa, I think, at the end of the parsha, it says, It describes how Moshe pitched his tent outside the Machina, and people went, uh, Moshe went there, people looked at him, it says, People looked at Moshe, they stared at Moshe. There was something significant in that look. They were giving him looks. What were they giving him looks about? It was a positive look. Happy is the mother who gave birth to such a child. The, what do we see about Moshe? Hashem talks to him all the time. He's, um, it was a positive sense, admiration and respect. Others say, Rav Chama says, Amram. Do you see the fat neck of an Amram? He's, uh, he's, he's a fat, rich guy. Look, look, look how well he's done for himself as a leader of Klai Yisrael. Re'et Sava, Re'et Shukayim, the Midrash says. The, look how thick his legs are, his, his neck is. And the other person would say, yeah, the, the person who was in charge of Lech Samishkan, he was in charge of all that money. And you, you don't expect him to be rich, and that's how the world works. Uh, that, that's, uh, don't be naive. When Moshe heard that, he realized they were suspecting him of embezzling money, of pilfering money from the Mishkan. He told him, Chayechem, I swear to you, Nigmar HaMishkan, Etin Lechem Cheshbon, I will prov- produce an accounting of all the money I took in, so you'll see that none of it stuck to my hands. It all, uh, I was honest, it all, it, it all, uh, it, it was all, it, it was all used properly. Okay, so there were those, at least Litzanim, there's always Litzanim, there were Litzanim, who, Litzanim Yisrael, who felt Moshe was dishonest. But in our parish, in Parshish Korach, Moshe insists, I did not take a single donkey from them. One other great tzaddik, one other great Navi in Tanakh makes the same statement, the same, uh, the same statement of his honesty, and that is Shmuel HaNavi. The, the people, beginning of Sefer Shmuel, the people ask Shmuel for a king. Shmuel and Akash Baruch Hu are upset. They consider this a rejection of Hashem's leadership, Shmuel's leadership. So they agree. Hashem says, Shmuel says, you'll have a king, but Shmuel makes it clear to them that they have acted badly and that they have, uh, they have been unfair to him and disrespectful to him. Shmuel tells them, Hinei I have heard everything you asked for. I will appoint a king for you. And then he says, he says, but 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 look, and I, I want to make sure you understand. I have become old. Uvanai, 
my sons are with you, and I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Hinani, Anuvi, Neged Hashem, Neged Meshicho. He says, here's my, my challenge to you. As Sharmi Lakakti, whose ox have I taken? The Hamarmi Lakakti, whose donkey have I taken? Apparently donkeys were a common, uh, both Moshe and Shmuel mentioned donkeys. Donkeys were apparently a common source of graft. If you wanted to steal when you were a leader, donkeys were a big target. Vesmiya Shakti, Vesmiya Tzosi, Vesmiya Lakakti Chofer, Vesmiya Lakakti who have I taken ransom, bribes from, to turn away from, to not, uh, to not admonish properly? Vayomru, they conceded, lo ashaktanu, v'lo ratzosanu, v'lo lakaktam yadish mu'uma, you have not cheated us, you have not taken, taken anything from us. Vayomru alem, eid Hashem b'chem, v'eid Mashicho, I want Hashem, and I want His Anointed One to be Edim, to this, to this, to my innocence, kilo mitzasem b'yadim mu'uma, that you have not found anything of the Jewish people in my hand, Vayomer eight. So Moshe, like Shmuel, when, when, in, 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 Shmuel, like Moshe, in, in a very similar context, when, the, when they were being criticized and, and spurned by Klal Yisrael, or by elements of Klal Yisrael, they both had the same reaction. Whose donkey did I take? I have not taken anybody's donkey. Okay. Chazal, in a number of different midrashim, or Gemara, in a number of different midrashim, Chazal find Moshe's statement a little bit, Shmuel's statement, Moshe's statement a little bit underwhelming. I didn't steal donkeys. I mean, that's the ethical standard. I mean, sometimes we have politicians, Halavai, they meet that standard. But this is what Moshe was so proud of. He didn't take anybody's donkeys. He didn't steal donkeys from people. I mean, that should go without saying. That, 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 should, be, that, that should be the given. What was Moshe priding himself that he didn't steal donkeys? So the Midrashim gives several answers to this question, that, that Moshe actually was saying something more subtle, much more, much more uh, substantial than just, I didn't steal donkeys. Several different versions of this in Midrash Rabbah. In Midrash Rabbah, in Ar Pasha, the Midrash says, and Rashi brings, uh, Rashi brings this chat, the Midrash Rabbah says, even even that which w- it would have been normal to take, it would have been within the established custom to take, I didn't take. Spe- specifically, for example, Benoik Shabaolam, Someone works for the government. He works for Hektish. No in a Hektish. He's entitled to collect schar from Hektish. Bani, when I worked on behalf of the, of the people, when I worked uh, in, in, a, in a public capacity and I had expenditures, I did not collect them from you. When I returned from Midian to Mitzrayim, Pashashmos, to redeem the Jewish people, Hashem sent me from Midian to return to Egypt to bring the people out of Mitzrayim. I certainly had the right to chart to, to, to expense it, to travel expenses. The, the chamar, the, the, it says he took his wife, Tipar, and, and the children, he put them on the chamar. He certainly had the right to build that to the people. But it was, I was going on, the, on a public mission. I didn't do that. This is the chat that Rashi brings in our parasha. Rashi says, I could have charged that chamar to you. Shmuel, what was Shmuel saying? The Midrash, the Midrash goes on. Shmuel Atzadik, when he said, "Hinani Anuvi Neged Hashem Neged Meshicho Esharmi Lakachti VeChamarmi Lakachti," so the Midrash understands again. This Midrash is saying that when they said Chamar and Shar and Chamar, they were referring to very specific things. When, when Moshe said Chamar, he was referring to the Chamar in Parshas that the Torah says he used to, to bring his wife and children back from Midian. When Shmuel said Shar and Chamar, the Shar he refers to. 
when he was Makriv Ashar for them. I'm not sure if this refers to a specific story when he was Makriv Ashar or in general, but he says when he was Makriv Ashar to Mvakish Rachman for the people, he certainly could have built that Shar to the people, but he didn't. He brought it, he brought it for his own Shar. Similarly, when I went to appoint a king, that refers to a passage we talk about all the time. It says that later when he went to appoint David Melech, so Hashem said, go appoint Ben Yisha. So Shmuel said, how can I do that? This is treason. I'm appointing a new king. Shaul was the king. If Shaul hears what I'm doing, he'll kill me. So Hashem said, you're right, but you'll have a cover story. You'll have a calf. You'll take a calf with you. When people ask where you're going, you'll have an innocent excuse. You're going to bring a carbon. So that Egel, I could have billed that to the people because he, he, was, he was appointing a new king for the people. But he didn't. He was a uh, he, he paid for that Egel. It was his own Egel. Uh, when he brought a carbon on Obama, for the, for, the, for the people, for the Am, I didn't, uh, I didn't charge him. It's, uh, it's curious that these, these two examples, these latter two examples, when he, the Eglatz Bakar, Tikach Piyadecha, that's in Perak Tezayim. That's, that's after Shaul had fallen out of flavor, had, had a favor. This is, the, the Shmuel's statement that that's back in Perak base. That's the beginning of Shaul's Malchus. So when he said, as Sharmi Lakakti, and the Midrash says he's referring to uh, later when I took a shar to go appoint David, I didn't take your shar. That was in the future. That didn't happen yet. But uh, all right. Similarly, the, the, the other thing, the Zevachayam Lambabama, that was in Perak That happened earlier. Furthermore, the Midrash says when Shmuel said he was a circuit rider, when, 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 he, when, he, when he rode around to different people to, to, do, uh, to take care of their needs, to, to do din. Shmuel used to make house calls, or at least city calls. It says he would He would circle the, the people. He would travel throughout the nation to attend to their needs. Derech Olam, he says, you should have come to me. The Derech, I did even more than Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, that the Derech Olam is, I could have stayed in my house, in my comfortable office, and you could have all made appointments to come to me. I, I didn't do that. I, I exerted myself. I traveled all over the, the nation visiting you, and it was my own chamar. Again, reference to chamar. I traveled on my own chamar. I, I didn't expense it to you. Moshe said that uh, when Moshe explained to Yisro and Pashas Yisro what he was doing, people come to me for judgment. Shmuel says, I went even further. I went to them, halachti etzlam, and I did it with my own chamar. I was my own chamar. So basically, according to the Midrash, what Moshe and Shmuel were saying, in different degrees, but what Moshe and Shmuel were saying was, that even when we had expenses that we legitimately could have charged the people for, the Ashar and a Hamar, that we the, the specific examples of Shvarim and Hamarim that they had the right to charge the people for, they didn't do it. They, 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 they spent their own money doing it. Shmos Rabbah. Shmos Rabbah goes on the Mizmer of Tehillim. Mi'alev ahar Hashem, u'mi'akum v'makom kacho, mikicha payim uvar levav, and so on. Who is this Mizmer talking about? who is able to ascend the mountain of God, someone who has all these midos, all these good qualities. Moshe is an example of someone, Moshe Rabbeinu is an example of someone who had all these uh, great qualities. Clean hands, he didn't steal. I didn't take anyone's chamar. So the Midrash interjects, and if he took their chamar, 
Maishnam and Alistim. He's a bandit. I mean, uh, that, that's, what, that's what Moshe's great distinction is. He wasn't a bandit? Of course not. I mean, what was Moshe saying? The great Madreg of Nikicha Payim. What was he saying? So the, the, the Shmos Rabbi gives a little bit of a different shot. Also, it's not referring to gross theft. He didn't steal their donkeys. The Midrash, this Midrash says, throughout the journeys in, in the Midbar, Kolos and the they get that throughout the Midbar, the, 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 we're going to read all about the Masos and Parshas Masay, throughout all those Masos, she knows him a Midbar, Lo Amarti Mehem I never asked any of you to take something of mine and put it on a donkey. Here, carry this. You have room in your car. You have room in your donkey. Carry this for me. I never asked even a small favor like that. I certainly didn't steal their donkeys. But even a favor, even, even simply a, a, a little favor, a perk for being, the, for being in charge, I never even asked for that. That's, that's Niki Chapayim. All right. So this is similar to the Bamidbar Rabbah. Both of them are saying that Moshe wasn't just saying he didn't steal, but he was saying, I didn't even... I didn't even According to the Midbar Rabbah, I didn't even expense things to you that I had a right to expense. According to Shmos Rabbah, I didn't even ask for these small favors, these small perks of, uh, of, of, of being the, the leader. Dvarim Rabbah. Dvarim Rabbah is really a version of Shmos Rabbah. It, it, it also brings the same thing about Nekichavim of Arlevim. Nekichavim is Moshe, just says, Lochamarachan Mehem Nasasi. Third version of the Midrash is, uh, appears in Midrash Yilam Denu as well as Kohelis Rabbah. Yilamdenu, Midrash Yilamdenu says, it brings the Pasuk in Yirmiya. Hashem said to Yirmiya, Yirmiya said, Hashem told me, if Moshe and Shmuel, the two great leaders of the Jewish people, would stand before me, Hashem says, even if Moshe and Aaron would come to me, I, I'm not being reconciled, I think it means with the Jewish people, my, my wrath with them is great, and even if Moshe and Shmuel would be here, uh, it wouldn't help. What's the significance of Moshe and Shmuel? What do they share in common? They were both great, great leaders. Moshe of Aaron B'chawanav, Shmuel B'kari Shmo. Shmuel is listed along with Moshe and Aaron. But specifically, Moshe and Shmuel, what do they have in common? We learned what they have in common. Moshe said, And Shmuel said, So the Midrash says, Since they didn't take Shochad, Meaning again, even when they were holik b'tzorach tzibur, like the midbar rabbi says, they didn't take mishal tzibur. Shelulei kain lo hayalem koach lamod kenegad yisrael lo chicha. Had they, had they, had they taken from klal yisrael, they wouldn't have been able to stand before them and be mochiach them. And that's what Shmuel said when he said also lo chamar achon mehem nasasi. Similar in Kohelas Rabbah. Kohelas Rabbah says. That Moshe said, began Seder Dvarim, began Sefer Dvarim, Elahad Dvarim, Asher Hayardain, and he referred and, and he proceeded to rebuke them for various things they had done wrong, the Egel, the Meraglim, various sins the Jews had committed in the desert. Moshe was the one to make this speech. Midrash says in Kohelas, similar to the Yilam Denu, that had anybody else tried to reprove Kla Yisrael, we would, we would laugh him off. We would say, Adam Sha'achal, Vashasamehev, Nanamehem, Mochichan. Someone who benefited from them, he owes them. He, he, he's that, that he had hanar from them. He should give them musr. Moshe, Moshe, it says, Yisrael. He's the one who has the moral authority to give tochacha to Yisrael. And that's why it says, Asher Moshe Yisrael. Moshe was the one to be able to give the tochacha. 
similar to the Yilam Deinu. The Yilam Deinu says, and people who took from Kalal Yisrael wouldn't have been able, wouldn't have been strong enough to, to be able to give them muster. Kohelis Rabbah says that they tried giving muster, people would have not taken it seriously. They would say, you, you, you owe us, you're beholden to us, we don't have to take your word seriously. Moshe, because he was independent, he had the koach, he was able to give Musr, and people couldn't simply dismiss. Again, logically, it makes no sense. If someone gives you Musr and, and the Musr is correct, the fact that he also is, uh, you're a patron of his and you support him doesn't mean that you should take the Musr less seriously, but human nature being what it is, if you feel that someone is your uh, protege and you support him and, you, and, uh, and he's on your dole, then, then you're less inclined to take him seriously. So these madras, again, these Madrash were not saying a noopshat in what it means that Moshe didn't take a Hamar, but they give a, a Hezbo a reason, we'll return to this a little bit later, they say that the reason is, the reason is that the Moshe would not have been able to give Moshe, or Moshe would have been ineffective had he, had he uh, taken, had he had Anar from them. A third shot, though, putting this, putting this Midrash aside for now, we should really, we, I really should have brought this up later, but the, a third shot in, in what Moshe meant when he said, I didn't, uh, I didn't take your Hamar, a third shot appears in the Gemara, the Talmud Bavli in Nidarim. The, the Gemara in Nidarim says, All Nevi'im were rich. How do we know? We have four examples of Nevi'im who we know were rich, and we extrapolate from that that Nevi'im in general have to be rich. Kipshuto, the Gemara, the Gemara means they were rich in money. Obviously, some Akhronim have a hard time with this. They say that the, that's, it's important for a number to be rich. That, 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 that's what we value in Judaism. Why is that so important? Rambam, Rambam seems to say that rich means in Midas. The, the, besides saying all the Nevi'im were rich, the Gemara also says, Baruch Hu, I think it says, Anakosh Baruch Hu, Mashra Shinaso, El Al Chacham Gibar Vashir. That a Navi to, to receive Ruach HaKodesh, to receive the Shechina. You have to be Chacham Gibar Vashir. It learns them all from Moshe. It says Moshe was Chacham Gibar and Ashir. Rambam says, when the Rambam brings this Gemara, he seems to bring this Gemara, he says, HaKash Baruch Hu is only Mashra Shechinasu on Chacham Gibar Vashir. Chacham is Chacham. Gibar is Ezu Gibar, Kavash is Yitzro. Ashir is Samech Bechelko. It means he has good Midas. The problem is, the Gemara makes it pretty clear that it means money, because it says Moshe was rich. How do you know he was rich? Because he had the leftover, as, as Argomar is going to say as well, he got rich from the psolas of the luchos. The luchos, the second luchos, were carved out of precious stone, and Moshe got to keep the scraps, and that made him rich. Sounds like it means rich in money. Gibar, he, 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 he raised the, he assembled the Mishkan. Also, it sounds like physical strength, not Zemech Bechelko. Anyway, but this Gemara says all the Nevi'im were rich, and it seems to mean, again, rich in money. That's the Pashtus. Moshe, how do you know he was rich? Because it says, Lo chamar echad mehem nasasi. I didn't take the chamar because he was rich. The Gemara says again, what do you mean he didn't take a chamar? If you mean he didn't take it, steal, steal the chamar. Again, Lafuke is someone who, who steals the chamar, and that's what Moshe is priding himself on. That, that's not something Moshe would say. Moshe was saying, even paying for the chamar I didn't do. Why? Because he was rich, the Gemara says. He didn't need to buy any, he didn't need to buy any chamarim. He had a, today, if someone's rich, it means he has a lot of cash. He still has to buy things. If you're rich, it doesn't mean that you have cars. You still have to buy cars. That's how you get cars. But uh, back then, wealth was... Ca- even Moshe as well, if he was rich from the luchos, I don't know how, that would, I don't know how he turned the luchos into chamarim if not buying them exactly. So, but yeah, wealth in the in time of the Tanakh was typically animals and stuff like that. Still, I'm not sure just because he was rich, he, he would have had to buy chamarim at some point. I mean, you can't just do alchemy and convert, convert your, your sapphire, your precious stones 
into Hamar. Anyway, the Gemara says because he was rich, he didn't have to buy a Hamar. Maybe on the contrary, maybe he was too poor to buy a Hamar. Maybe he didn't buy, maybe he didn't take anyone's Hamar because he was too poor. So the Gemara says take means buy. The Gemara says take means buy. Yeah, so 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 so, so, so Dr. Makavos is asking that that's a very difficult difficult problem with this Gemara. We'll discuss it in more detail presently. What, so what was the boast? What was Moshe saying? I'm so proud of myself that I didn't take a chamar. I didn't buy a chamar because I was rich or because I was poor. I couldn't afford a chamar. Either way, how is that uh, something that you take pride in? Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Maybe Moshe was too poor. He couldn't buy a chamar. He couldn't afford a chamar. Mar says, no, the, the Makar, he was rich. Like we said earlier, is from Psalacha. He got to keep the extra bits of the luchas. The Gemara goes through the same shachmatariah about Shmuel. Shmuel said, what does it mean? I didn't, I didn't steal Hamarim for free. That's, that's the great praise. He didn't steal people's Hamarim. It means he didn't take a Hamar. He didn't even buy a Hamar. Because he was rich. No, maybe maybe because he was too poor to buy a Hamar. The Gemara says, no, it brings a different drasha that, that he was actually rich. Then the Gemara concludes, it says, even though Moshe and Shmuel seem to say similar things, they, they both seem to say that they didn't take Hamarim, and Shmuel added Shar. Nevertheless, Gadol Mashanemar B'Shmuel, Yosh Mishner B'Moshe. What was said about Shmuel was even greater. They, they both didn't take the Chamar, but Shmuel, Shmuel reached, uh, Shmuel was saying something even more. Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, I didn't take the Chamar, that even B'Shar, as we said before, of course it doesn't mean he didn't steal the Chamar, it means he didn't take it even by paying for it. But Shmuel said, Afilu Baratzim. Shmuel meant, I didn't even buy the Chamar, even if he was willing to sell it. As the as the pasuk says, "Lo of Lo Ratzosanu." Shmuel said that, that, that the people said that, we, that you didn't commit oshek, oppression, fraud, and also Lo Ratzosanu. You didn't do so. Ratzosanu kipshuto means oppressed. But the Mar Darshan from the word Ratzosanu from Ratzon means even with our consent, you didn't buy Hamarim with us. Moshe apparently was willing to buy a Hamar if they were willing to sell it to him. When it says, "I didn't take your Hamar b'schar," it means I didn't take your Hamar against your will b'schar. Meaning, wasn't stealing. I would have paid you for it. But if you weren't willing to do it, that I didn't do. But if you're willing to sell it, that Moshe was willing to do, apparently. Shmuel said, even if you're willing to do it, I, I didn't buy it. Well, again, what, what's the Mila? What, 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 what was so, what was so uh, Erlich about that? So the Mepharshim say, Tosis and the Ran say, that the, Tosis and the Ran say, that the people might have had a hard, might have felt awkward saying no to Moshe Rabbeinu. If Moshe Rabbeinu says, can I buy, can I buy your, your Hamar? So it's, uh, Ron says, Mishim Kisufa of Lonechlu. Sometimes people will agree because it, they're, they're embarrassed to say no, but they don't really agree. Tosa says, the, maybe people are Boshim to turn him down, they're embarrassed to turn him down. So Shmuel had this Madrega, he wouldn't even buy from them because maybe it wasn't Belay of Moshe was willing to take if they sold it to him. He wasn't, apparently wasn't concerned about this. But, uh, but what, what Moshe did was he didn't take the Hamar against their will, even though he's willing to pay for it. That's what Moshe didn't do. Ben Yehoyada, by the way, says here, of course Moshe, he says, he says he thinks Moshe did what Shmuel did as well. When the Gemara says that he didn't, it means Moshe was an honor. Moshe didn't say he did that. Moshe just said, I didn't take it uh, without paying for it. But uh, he, he implied that he might have taken it against their will if, as long as he paid for it. Really, he did what Shmuel did also, but he, Moshe was an honor and didn't, did, didn't say about himself as much as Shmuel did. So in terms of what it says about Shmuel is greater than what it says about Moshe. But really, they both have the same adregger. But 
So the Gemara says that the, that the Moshe wouldn't Moshe wouldn't take a chamar, even if he paid for it. If they didn't consent, Shmuel wouldn't take it even if they did consent. But the problem is the earlier Gemara. The earlier Gemara says that, that they did this, that they didn't do this either because they were rich, they didn't have to do it, or because they were poor and they couldn't afford it. So how is that a moral uh, quality? How, how is that something to take pride in? You take pride that you're rich and you don't have to buy it. Some people do take pride that they're rich, but surely Moshe and Shmuel were not, telling, were not declaring how proud they were that they were rich. So the Masha struggles with this question. I don't really see such a good answer, but the Masha does grapple with this question. The Masha says that, first of all, he notes the Gemara didn't say what the Midrashim said, that it means he didn't take when he was, he didn't put it as, he didn't take it as an expense when he was working for them. He says, with Iker Chasman Asefer, the Gemara, the, the, the Psukim don't, don't mention this thing about uh, expensing it. But he says, what does the Gemara mean? Afilu Bagri says, what were they telling Kosh Baruch Hu? They were, they were telling Kosh Baruch Hu, look, Kosh Baruch Hu, I'm rich, I didn't take a Chamar because I was rich. How does that fit into the overall tenor of the Psukim, that they, that they were, that they were taking pride in their, uh, in their uprightness? So the Masha struggles with this, and uh, you can look at the Masha, he goes back and forth on this, but uh, this is a difficult problem with the Gemara and the Dar. I'll call upon him, so between the different Midrashim and the Gemara, we have three basic approaches as to, as to what Moshe and Shmuel were saying when they said they didn't take people's Hamarim. Either they meant, even when we had the right to expense it, or according to the other version of the Midrash, what we, we didn't even ask for small favors, I mean, something, something that they had the right to do, they didn't do. They they wanted to be a hundred. They, they wanted to vo- avoid any possible, any possible abuse of their positions. Even things they had the right to do, they didn't do. According to the, according to the, that 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 that's the shot of the. the we we had the well. We, the, the, that's two shots, and we had the shot of the Baridba Rabbah that even when they had the right to expense it, they didn't. We had the shot of the Shmos Rabbah that he didn't even ask for small favors. We have the shot of the Gemara and the Durham, that it means that 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 even if I paid for it, we didn't take it. Either 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 we didn't either Moshe didn't take it because, against their will, even if he paid for it, or Shmuel didn't take it even if he did pay for it because he was afraid that they were only agreeing out of uh, because it was awkward to say no. So those are three basic explanations for what for what it, what they were being proud of that they didn't take it. Again, the, the Bible is confusing with the idea that it's because they were rich, but. Computer like Mascara the Gemara, they didn't do it because they were afraid that the people didn't fully agree, or that they, they or that or that if they actually didn't agree, even though they were paying for it, Moshe didn't want to do it. That, that's the third shot in, in what they were doing. Either that they didn't expense things that they had the right to expense, or they didn't ask for relatively small favors like carry my thing. And you're not going to take your donkey, but can you carry my thing? Again, if they agreed, then then why wouldn't he ask for that? Maybe because they wouldn't agree, believe Shalom like we saw, or, be, or maybe meant he didn't ask for, he, he didn't demand that they do it from his position as leader, even if he wasn't stealing the chamar, to just demand that they help him out with their chamar, maybe that wouldn't have been so bad. Or we have the pshat in the, in the Bavli, that, that, that it means that even, uh, that, that even by paying for it, they wouldn't do it, either because it was against their will, or because even if it was with their agreement, he was afraid they weren't misrata b'leif shal. Now, in, as to the question of why they didn't do all these things, so, whichever one of the things they didn't do. So, Kipshuto, it's because you certainly shouldn't steal, but they, they wanted to go the extra mile. They wanted to be extra careful not to abuse their positions, not to take advantage in any way of their position to take something that they weren't totally entitled to. Like we saw in the Rishonim and the Dharam, they, they were afraid, even if people agreed. Maybe they, like, the, like Shmuel's Cheshbon, even if people agreed, they weren't agreeing to believe Shalom. They were afraid to, to take something that didn't belong to them, that they weren't 100% fully entitled to. Earlier we mentioned, though, the Midrash Yilam Denu and the Midrash Kohelas Rabbah, that has a different approach. The reason they didn't take it 
is not because they were worried, not necessarily because they were worried about taking things they weren't entitled to. They were worried that it would compromise their ability to lead properly, that by taking money from the people, even if it was given belief shalom, the, the, the person gives you a bribe, belief shalom, he's happy to bribe you, but it still means that you can't, uh, that, that you can't properly do your duty anymore if you've been bribed. So the way the Kohelis Rabbani Lamdenu seems to understand is that the, the maila, the, 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 the advantage of not taking from the people, was that, was, was that doing so left them completely independent, the, the, have, being strong and independent, being able to give musr, and the musr should be effective and listened to. People shouldn't brush them off and saying, who do you think you are? You're, you're the ones that, that we support you, so then don't, don't come to us telling us what to do. That's a whole different approach. It's not because of, of a chashash gezel, of a chashash of abusing their position to take things that they're not entitled to. It's because they needed to retain their independence, their ability to tell the people hard truths that maybe they didn't want to hear sometimes. You said the same thing about Dvarim, right? Before you said about Dvarim, why was it right. able to do? Right. To give them so, right. So it's, it's not a new use. No, no, it's the same thing I said before. I said I was a little bit out of order, but the, unlike the, the simple reading of the other Midrashim, that they didn't do this, it was to avoid Gazelle, to avoid abusing their position, according to, the, according to those Midrashim, it was a different reason. The reason was to avoid compromising their independence, to, to remain independent, to be able to lead, and to say what had to be said, even if there were things sometimes that the people wouldn't want to hear. And this is something that the, that the Postkim grapple with in various places in Yardea and Chash and Mishpat, the extent to which a leader or a dayan has to avoid having ben- taking any benefit from the people to remain independent, to be able to, to judge the people. The, there's machlokas bach and taz in Yerodeah. The, the context is the famous discussion about the Shittas Rambam and those who disagree with him about whether it's legitimate to take money for Talmud Torah. Rambam is vehemently, violently opposed to it. He says it's tremendous for teaching or even for studying. The Rambam is, is vehemently opposed to it. He says it's a tremendous chil Hashem to use the Torah as a, to be supported for Torah, and it's a terrible, terrible thing, and you know, people shouldn't take money, people should work and support themselves. Other Rishonim disagree, and the post can say the minig is that Chachamim do take money for teaching and learning Torah. It's necessary, otherwise we wouldn't have to be the Chachamim, because they, it, it, today, today at least, the, the Rambam's, the Rambam's ide- ideal proposal to work a few hours a day and support yourself and study Torah the rest of the day wouldn't be so practical today. People couldn't be Great to come if they spent uh, a, a big chunk of their life working on uh, Parnassa. Okay, so that's a major discussion of the Akronim and Yerodea in, in Yerodea and Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Vav. In the course of this discussion, the Bach, the Bach weighs in on this basic question. In the course of his discussion, the Bach also says that it is legitimate not just for basic subsistence for Parnassa, but he says an Av Bastin, someone who's a Rosh Hashiva or an Av Bastin who's a leader and has to be respected. It's legitimate for him to accept matanos from the people. And the reason is, he says, because it's necessary for him to be rich, to be taken seriously. He says that, he says that in order for a dayan to be taken seriously, he says, even to get rich, he's allowed to do that, because like, Te- like Tevye says in Fiddler on the Roof, if he's a rich man, people would listen to him. Poor people don't get listened to as much. So he would have apparently more influence and more uh, weight, more gravitas if he was rich. So he's allowed to take money for the purpose of he's allowed to take money for the purpose of getting rich. That that is that is what the Taz says. That that is what the Bach says. That that it's uh, that, that that it's mutter for the Av Bastin to take money for to take money for the to get rich in order to The Taz disagrees. 
the Taz says, the Taz says that he thinks this is a he thinks this is a terrible idea. That the he thinks it's a terrible idea. The Taz says, even though Mori Chami, his father-in-law, the Bach says Ab Basin can do that. Yotzes Charshel Zeb Hefseido to Michshol. If anyone has a din Torah and he wants to and he wants to come to the Basin, the Av Basin has to recuse himself. Ein Lachashochad Muktam Yosher Mizah. There's a problem of Shochad Muktam. Then you're not allowed to. You certainly can't pay a bribe while a case is going on. But even a bribe that was paid in advance of the case, if it's connected to the case, is usher. Also, you makabel your schar Torah in this world, he says, and that takes away your olam haba. Therefore, he says, beyond subsistence, beyond what you need to survive and be able to learn, you should not take. It's better not to take, he says. Certainly those who actually ask for matanos, those who beg people to, to, to sponsor them, that, 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 that's, for, again, beyond basic subsistence, is that they're mavazi the Torah and lamdeha. Fine. Now, the Birke Yosef, the Chida, in Choshen Mishpat, brings a similar-sounding machlokas. He brings a machlokas among the Sfardim. He says, Ruvain, Nadiv V'Shoah. Ruvain is a rich person. Ruvain is a rich person. He says, and... And he says that... Uvagiyat Tar, Kiva Moed, Purim. Certain times of the year, holidays, Purim. Oh, Yelad Yulad, low life cycle events. He has a child. Oh, he's a simcha b'maono, some other kind of simcha. It sounds like a wedding. So his his custom was he part of his celebration was he would give gifts to chachmei ha'ir to the chacham of the city. So that's what he would do. He would sell, part of his celebration was he would uh, he would write checks to the chachmei ha'ir. Now this person has a zintara. Says the so the chidah brings from Rabbi Yaakov Castro, one of the great chachamim in Mitzrayim five hundred years ago. Ain shum chacham, 450 years ago, ain shum chacham, me'ochle pasbago, yachal adono. No chacham, no local chacham who's the, who's, the, who's the beneficiary of these gifts can serve as a judge for this person's case because shochad, because he took, he took money from him. He's, he, he has a partiality to him. So, so, so no, chacham can, no chacham who received his gifts can serve as a judge for, for his case. Says the, the chida, Anisha Mati, now I heard that some contemporary gedolim, this is about 250, 250 years ago, he mentions a couple by name, Rabbi Ephraim Navon, the author of the Machin Ephraim, the Rabbi Eliezer Nachum, the, the author of the Chazon Nachum. These gedolim were also strict, he says. These contemporary gedolim were also strict not to accept matanos from people in the community. However, he says, Mixtus gedolim, other unnamed gedolim, were not strict about this, even though they were of us based, and even though they had the position of judge, they, they, they were not strict about this. Maybe, he says, the Mekilim relied on the fact that the halacha is a matana shelo b'shas adin v'lo machmas adin, a gift that's given not at the time of a din and not explicitly connected, not because of the din. Is mutter. This is the ruling of the Gaonim, it's brought in Shulchan Arach, that a gift that was given prior to a court case and not in connection with the court case, mikra din does not pass the day. The, the Gonim say, it's a Midas Hasidus, if they feel that, they, that they're partial to the litigant, if they, if they feel, uh, a, if they feel a, a, a bias in his favor, Midas Hasidus, they should recuse themselves, but Meikra Din, they're not possible. Other litigant can't demand that they should recuse themselves. So says the Chida, maybe the, maybe the Meikilim who accepted Matanas were lying on the Gonim, that as long as the Matanas were not given Bishas Adin, and were not explicitly connected to the Din, they were just Gifts given to celebrate his his his, his, babe, his simchas and yom tovim that doesn't pass the ladayin. 
However, says the Chida, Nirad de Ha'ikar Mashikasa Marikash, Kimisparam Mashikasa Besamach, says the Chida, the Ikar is like the Marikash, that this is a problem that should be avoided. Not so clear why. At the end of the day, the Gonim do paskin that a matana shalobashas adin and not machmas adin is mutter mikra adin. You can say you should be machmas for the midas chasidas. It's, it, it just, it's just too uncomfortably close to corruption. But and that's what the Chida says. He sides with the machmirim, the marikash, the machnefrayim, the chazonachim, that this should not be done. Piskechuva doesn't understand. Piskechuva says, why is the Chida so worried about these matanas? He says the Bach. The Bach says that an Av Basin is allowed to accept Matanas. Liz Asher. He's allowed to accept major Matanas from the community. Even though the Taz disagreed, but the Chidah himself seemed to agree with the Bach and not the Taz. The Chidah, when he discusses that Machlokas, sides with the Bach leniently. So if the, if the Chidah says you're allowed to accept Matanas, if the, if the, if the Chidah said you're allowed to accept Matanas like the Bach, why do these Matanas of the, of the rich man who gave, who, who uh, distributed Matanas at various points of the year, why are these Matanas any worse? says, since this is an ongoing thing, this is not just a one-time thing, one matana. This is Dabr Hamatsui, it's Kamen, Viragil, it happens frequently. That creates more of a problem. If it's an ongoing, chronic thing, you really feel close to the person who routinely gives you matanas, who, who, who often gives you matanas, and that is... Uh, is something that should be avoided, even according to the Bach. The Bach is saying you can accept a one-off matana, but to, to accept ongoing, repeated matanas, that the Chida says that the that maybe the Chida holds is wrong. But Tarachi and Peskachuva says. So this is the same Chashash that we saw that the that the Lamdain who said that, that, that he wasn't talking about a din, he was talking about more like giving musr. But the idea is that you lose your independence if you accept matanas. So again, even though Meikra din, it's possible when it comes to Chosh and Mishpat that receiving a matana does not make you puzzle, as long as it wasn't done at the time of din, it wasn't done in connection with the din, then you would still be kosher. But at the end of the day, the, at the end of the day, the chidah says, the chidah says that this is wrong, that, 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 that a dayan cannot be a dayan to someone from whom he routinely accepts matanas, and the Pesach says, perhaps the chumrah is, because if it happens routinely, it's worse than just a one-time matana. If it happens routinely, the dayan is just too beholden to the, to the litigant, and therefore he's puzzled to be, therefore he should not be a dying. And that would explain also what the Ilan Danu says, that that, 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 that that could be the reason why Moshe, that could be the reason why Moshe and Shmuel did not want to take Matanas from the people, because it would, uh, it would uh, damage their, their independence, it would, it, it would weaken their independence, it would cause them to be partial, even if it wasn't, even if they weren't worried about a mishpat, a din, but to give muster, that also requires independence, and, and, and that's the same idea, Conceptually, that's the same idea. That's why, according to the Elam Deinu, they didn't want to take they, they didn't want to take matanas from the people.